Hi, and welcome to another episode of the This and One More podcast by Simple Sessions with me, James Lee. This week, I'm going to be talking about future-proofing your body. I'm going to touch a little bit on posture and whether or not it's actually important to worry about. This is something that I think many people actually neglect, largely because it's actually really difficult to kind of look into the future and plan ahead as to um, what you're actually going to be like when you're older and imagine how difficult things would be if you can't be physically independent like you kind of expect to be. The only real way you're going to have the opportunity to get a glimpse of what this might be like is if you've been injured in the past and you've been in a lot of pain and you haven't been able to move as freely as normal. Or if you have elderly grandparents or parents that you can take a look at and see how they're struggling at the moment or, or not, as the case may be, hopefully. It's worth giving them an ask and just seeing you know, how they feel and, and what what they feel restricted in. And it's just things that you can then plan to avoid later by starting movement or movement practice now. And actually you can kind of get a bit of a jump on it so that you should hopefully be able to stay physically free for longer. Um, so Public Health England have actually got some really good basic guidance on this. So activity levels, what types of activities to do, and actually the impact of activity over life versus not really much activity over life. There was a great study in 2018 that showed a really good graphical representation of this. And basically it was just um, two lines that showed people who exercise regularly versus people who didn't. And it actually showed that those who exercise regularly, the improvement started in early life. So I, I'm assuming by this it's you know, late teens, 20s, and continued to diverge in terms of they were significantly healthier throughout life and even well into older age. The difference in older age is probably the most significant because you can kind of get away with it for, for most of your life, but then as, as you get older and that's when like problems start creeping in, joint issues, other health complications, actually that maintenance of exercise throughout life meant that many of those people managed to avoid what we call hitting the disability threshold which is where you're going to start needing care, you need a lot more help getting around, all these sorts of things. And that was shown to be significantly positively impacted by regular exercise throughout life. So if you don't want to be disabled, one of the best things you can do is exercise regularly starting now. It doesn't really matter what age you are at the moment. You can always build strength. You can get better balance. You can get a bit fitter. And that will all have a positive impact down the line. The difference really in starting early and maintaining them through life, as I mentioned, is obviously uh, minimizing the chance of you becoming disabled or hitting that disability threshold later. But also it's things like minimizing your risk of falls. You know, we're not less likely to break bones, things like that. And there's really good evidence to suggest that by maintaining a good level of activity from a young age for best results, you can get massive results. The great thing about this is that it doesn't mean you actually have to join the gym or embark on a mega intense exercise regime. It just means that you need to intentionally do a little bit more exercise every day or every week. And that can be, you know, running, yoga, some sort of sport, whatever you enjoy really. Um, but just trying to move and challenge your body in new ways. I personally would say spend between five and 20 minutes a day if you can at least taking all of your joints through the full range of movement so this is 
kind of like a focus movement practice. Yoga does this to a good degree, but also you can just do, if you don't really enjoy that, you can do something more specific to you. I'll add a link in the video um, to an ebook that I've written below specifically about this so you can give it a go um, and it will have a big impact in the long run. And I guarantee that if you try this, maybe just spend five minutes a day, pick one of the options in that ebook, do it daily for, let's say, a month. I reckon you will feel better at the end of it. I'd love to know whether you do or not. So simple things like that can be really beneficial. You know, healthy joints means that you're much able, much more able to walk, run, jump, even fall safely, which is going to be a big one, especially later on, because you want to have bone strength and muscle strength to one, effectively avoid falls, and two, if you do fall, to not just break your hip or something. So will be really important for you. So maintaining bone density is super important, especially in our postmenopausal women, because osteoporosis is a real risk, and that just means that the bones weaken to yeah, a ridiculously brittle level. So that even you know, to some degree, if you knock your arm off a table or something, that can lead to a break if it's really bad. So these things you want to avoid, and it can be avoided just by doing some resistance or strength training earlier in life, and also in fact, later in life, there was a study in Australia, I think it was probably a few years ago now, that had you know, women in, I think, probably 70s and 80s starting to go to the gym and lifting weights. And the sort of positive impact on that was really noticeable in terms of their confidence, their ability to you know, basically live a bit easier. And also to reduce the risk of something called sarcopenia, which is basically muscle wastage. So if we allow ourselves to lose all of our muscle and get really weak, that then means that we can't yeah, you know, everything becomes a lot easier. Basically, being strong makes your life easier, essentially. So, I would definitely focus on that if you can. Um, there's also a few supplements that might be beneficial for you to consider, um, and I'll do an episode that digs into um, all the supplements and their benefits and when they're needed as well. So that's a more specific topic, but I'll just glance over a few now that might be helpful for you, um, because it's related to this topic. So we've got creatine monohydrate, which if you've heard of it before, it almost certainly will be in the context of muscle building or going to the gym. But whilst it is really good for that and it is good for improving like your power output and your ability to train a bit harder, there's actually a really good body of evidence growing to suggest that it has some potentially very significant neuroprotective effects, which really does mean that it is likely to be indicated for older populations as well. Um, especially when it comes to areas of things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, it seems that it has quite a good effect on reducing some symptoms of those. So that's something that's going to be building over the next few years, I would imagine, but it is looking very positive at the moment. So that's something to consider. There isn't really any risks with it. It's one of the most well-researched supplements. So only five grams a day, very cheap, and potentially has some very positive effects. Vitamin D, especially if you're in the UK or far from the equator where you haven't really got a lot of sunlight most of the year, and especially in winter, and also especially if you're working a job where you're inside most of the time, which most of us are, and also if you have darker skin because it's harder for you to make the most of the sunlight in those events. Adding a daily vitamin D supplement is probably going to have a positive impact for almost everyone. If you're not sure how much you should take, go and get a test at the GP. They will be able to tell you what your levels are and then you can supplement accordingly if not 1000 iu international units a day which is normally one capsule will be sufficient probably to just make sure that you stay 
up in the better ranges, which is going to be beneficial. Fish oil can also be helpful, or if you like oily fish, you can have a couple more portions of that a week. Um, if you don't like fish, they do do an algal supplement, so some algae, but it's just a bit more expensive. Um, it's basically contains two acids, so EPA and DHA, which make up like your omega-3s, um, and they've been seen to be kind of beneficial for joints, help with blood pressure, as well as some other positive effects, which I'll be able to cover in much more detail in the supplements chat. Now, it's all very well me saying all this stuff and you listening and it washing over you, but it'll only really make a difference if you actually go in action, at least one aspect of what I'm saying, or if you can relate to the benefits of having better physical freedom so that you actually just naturally go and do more stuff. So over the coming episode, what I think I'm going to try and do to help is invite some clients on who will be able to tell their stories from their perspectives and hopefully this will help you to hear the benefits of exercise firsthand from people who actually made big changes and improvements in their lives with the aim of improving their short and long-term health. So hopefully they'll be able to tell you more about what they struggled with, the positives, you know, there will be some negatives, you know, the ups and the downs, but hopefully overall that will make you think, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I should start to move a bit more. And that's basically all I'm asking you to do, but Obviously, that motivation has to come from within. You know, someone just telling you to do things very rarely has um, the desired effect. But until then, I'm actually going to set you a challenge. So head to the link in the description, download the ebook, and work through one five-minute movement block per day. You can do more if you've got more time and if you actually start to enjoy it, which a lot of people do. But I want you to see how you feel afterwards each time. And then if you can try and do that for one month every day, it's only five minutes. I bet you'll feel better at the end of it. Let me know. I'd be really interested to see how you feel before and after each session and also before and after the end of the month. Um, but I think it will have a positive impact on you and your joint health long term if you can get into that habit. So that's my challenge to you for the next few weeks. Let me know. I hope you've enjoyed this short episode and I'd love to know how you get on with those movement blocks and um, also before i leave you for this week if you're enjoying the podcast and you feel like you're getting something out of it i'd really appreciate if you spend a few seconds to just leave a quick review um, or share it with a couple of friends who you think might be interested the more people that i can help or share information with the better and also if you have any topic suggestions or any questions i'm more than happy to answer those so please do fire them back across to me via email at info at simplesessions.co.uk or via direct message on Instagram at James Lee PT. Thanks for listening to this episode and I hope you're looking forward to one more next week.